it was so funny. I was having such a small little romance with the city this morning. I was just like walking through it going, man, I do not do this enough. Yep. I do not do what I'm doing right now enough, which is just walking and in, in your, I mean, you're in it. That was business owner and photographer Ryan Ackerberg. I'm Jeff, and this is Storied San Francisco. Welcome to episode 16, part one. Ryan moved to San Francisco from Colorado 12 years ago. Like many of us, when he got here, he quickly realized he needed money. This episode is all about how Ryan got started working in the city. Here's Ryan. So I was in Colorado and I wasn't doing anything really, but I was bartending and kind of milling around. And I was dating a, a woman at the time who was uh, a film major. And she got accepted to UT Austin, oh, NYU, and, and then State. And she knew that I loved San Francisco. And I feel horrible about this, but I think she really made her decision. A lot of that was based on the fact that I would probably oh, wow. go to San Francisco. Oh, wow. So we ended up out and uh, we ended up going to San Francisco. And I had enough money to kind of F around for a little bit, mm -hmm. not realizing it's, it's not a good idea to come to San Francisco without a job. Right. And decide to blow your savings. Yeah, and your money will go fast. And it went really fast. Yeah. And um, so I decided to start looking for a job finally. And I was looking at bars. And, um, you know, I was all over the place. And I got this interview finally at this fine dining restaurant called Sparrow. It was up on California right across from the Grace Cathedral. Okay. It's in the it's on the bottom floor of these like high-rise apartment building that's like super chic but like you'd never know it looking at it. It right. just kind of looks depressing in Was the it 70s. Part style. of a hotel? There's some hotels over there. It looks like a hotel. Okay. But it's it's yeah, it's 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 right it's exactly it's right up there by like the top of the mark and all that stuff. Hopkins and all that. Um so I was really nervous. And because I was like, oh, my God, fine dining. I've never worked fine dining. Fine before. dining in a big city. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm this little clean shaven redhead that's from Iowa via Colorado that kind of I was really cool in Colorado and right. I didn't feel cool, <laughs> you know, in right. San Francisco at all. And um, I only I only knew my girlfriend at the time out here and I. Uh, so I was going to this interview, and so um, I first stopped. Nervously, I stopped at this place called um, The Hideout. Oh, yeah. Have you been there on oh, Hyatt yeah. Street? Two levels. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. They have that weird seating above. Don't go there when uh, we were talking about those freak hot days. Yeah. The Hideout is not a good place to go, I especially upstairs on those freak... Especially later in the day on those because it gets direct. Oh, it's yeah, just anyway. right in your face. Just a, just I, a I, little editorial I note have to my listeners. Done and been doing that mistake there before. Um, yeah. So I um, I stopped there and I had a shot okay. of whiskey mm -hmm. and to take um, the edge off. Got myself as together you do. and I went and I nailed the tryout and I thank became, you hideout. Yes, thank you hideout. And so now I was a happy employee. Of this place called Sparrow. Sparrow. It had these gorgeous, like, cherry floors. 
and it was huge. And the Knob Hill Society would meet there. And I was getting all this thrown at me because they needed me to start immediately, and I had no idea. So the next day, I was in, like, a suit. And, again, at the time, I was clean-shaven. Now I have a, a, a beard. Yes. <laughs> Substantial. Go ahead and say it. It's yeah, a, it's, it's, it's a, a large, very large beard. beard. Yeah. <laughs> you'll, you'll see pictures of yeah. Ryan on the website. And at the time, I He's did not, not have the beard. And I... Um, Again, I'm nervous, and so I was, like, munching on the cherries that were soaked in whiskey. And so I'm munching these, trying to get, take the edge off. And I probably made, like, 30 gimlets or something, like, throughout the night. Like, super nervous that day. But it went really well. And then I got the 400-plus bottle wine menu thrown up into my lap. And I found out I was the only bartender. There was a bar manager and me. No sommelier. No. Oh Jesus. Nothing. And they were trying 400. To, they were yes, 400 plus. They were trying to get their uh Michelin star. Mm. So, and I hate I guess that's one way to do it. Throw, I hate, a, throw a big menu at a guy on his first yeah. day. And I didn't care about wine and that's probably sacrilegious, but I didn't care. I You're had allowed. no ambitions to to know about wine and mm-hmm. um I was living I had moved when I moved, first moved here, we really lucked out on our apartment. Because we came out here with no leads, no nothing. What year was it? This is in, uh, we started looking at in 06. We came out here uh, a month before we moved out here okay. to look for places. Yeah. And my girlfriend was very on top of it. She was super on top of it, and she just had all these places lined up. But those are the places we had lined up. Had we not done that, she was enrolled. I don't yeah. know what we would have done. Right. But we lucked out. We came up with the money super quick. And, you know, as you do, and, and just put it down and kind of stole the apartment from another couple who couldn't get the money together in time. But we had a place. It was right on Alamo Square. I mean, oh, how did I luck out with that? It was on Scott and Fulton. That big oh, brick on building. The square. You're right. I was right on it. Yeah, wow. Right up from Flybar. Yeah. And so I started doing the door at Flybar as well. Okay. And so I had this, like, little mini backup, which was great because... I, at the same time, I started bussing tables, which I thought was way, you know, beneath me at the time because I had been, you know, in Colorado, I was working as a bartender and I was making a lot of money. And to go from like killing it to doing bussing, I thought, what? The, but then, so whatever. But that allowed me to show up one day at my fine dining restaurant job. When she told me there was 200 people from the Knob Hill Society coming in that night, they rented the place out, and we had to go over all these wines, and I just got so overwhelmed. I looked at her, and I said, I'm sorry. I quit. (laughs) I've never done that in my life. And she's like, what? No. She's like, no, no, no. She's told me, I will give you my money tonight from tonight's tips and my wage if you stay. And it really turned out to be that that place, this is a great example of how that place really was run because what ended up happening is they found out that the chef was full of shit. Oh, it's one of those places. Yeah. Imagine this, that the people who give out Michelin stars would look into you and, Look into and your background your, and yeah. check you out. What yeah, you yeah. may have done. Right. And it turns out he was at his height was a sous chef, which right on. He was a great chef. Yeah. 
But he, he, he was not. He wasn't who he said he was. He wasn't who he said he was. Yeah. And so I got out of there about six months before they closed the restaurant. And now it's been like seven restaurants. Right. But every time I go past that place now as a business owner, after almost 11 years in business, I kind of chuckle. Like, what a funny way to start your, your time here in San Francisco is to just get thrown right into the thick of it in something. Oh, and by the way, if anybody does need a bar gig, fine dining's the way to go because no one lasts in fine dining. It was literally the only thing I could get my foot in the door at. Right. Like, you can't just go into a bar in San Francisco and think you're going to get a gig. This right. just doesn't happen. It goes right. to friends and family, you know, um, and as it should. But this was hysterical. Like, and then I had these like two little cruddy jobs to fall back on, and that's how I ended up cleaning windows because th- then I like reunited before one of my shifts at the fine dining restaurant. I was at a coffee shop, being there, and no, it was something like that. Over in Cole, Cole No, that, that's why I thought about that. But yeah. It was something like that. It was it was up in Pack Heights. Okay. Um, and anyway, so I, I'm at this really bad coffee shop, <laughs> not to be named, and, <laughs> and, and all of a sudden, I get this tap on my shoulder, and it's like my buddy who I knew from Colorado, right. and he's like, dude, what are you doing? I kind of told him my, my whole story. And he's like, well, if you need more work, let me know. I'm cleaning windows. I work for this guy who cleans windows. And I was like, yeah, yeah, no thanks. You know, that sounds horrible. And then within a week, I was cleaning windows because I was so poor. I needed work. And then that really allowed me to quit that awful job. I had this confidence that, okay, now I have these things around me. And You were were gigging before gigging was cool. I was so gigging, you know. (laughs) It was out of control. Yeah. And so, and then I kept those three jobs. I worked the door. I worked at uh, Magnolia Brew Pub, busing, okay. and then it became a bartender server. At Magnolia. At Magnolia. Oh, okay. Yep. I worked there for three years. Back when it was just the place. Yeah. So I worked Hayden, there right Masonic. before they got rid of the murals. Okay. So, it, and the funny thing is, the owner Dave, um, he was partners way back or good friends way back with the guy that owned a bar in Boulder. Of course. Right. So when I first stepped foot in there, I was like, Oh my God, this looks like that place in Boulder. And it was like super hippie. And I was like, I don't know. I guess I'm on hate street. I'll just deal with it. There are many ways to listen to and follow storied San Francisco. We're on Twitter and Instagram at storied SF. Our Facebook page is storied San Francisco. You can find episodes on Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and iTunes. iTunes lets you rate and review podcasts, by the way, and it would be amazing if you did that for us. The website, where you can find all the episodes, as well as photos of the storytellers, is storiedsf.com. Michelle Kilfeather took some kick-ass photos of Ryan and his epic beard that you just have to check out. If you want to email us with a tip or just let us know what's on your mind, it's storiedsf at gmail.com. Music for the podcast is by Joe Bigale. Thanks for listening. Check back Thursday when Ryan will talk about becoming a business owner in San Francisco.